Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Them motherfucking dogs need to shut the fuck up. It's hot. Is it hot? I'm already hot. I wonder if you can hear these dogs on the the microphone. We should go pause the dogs. Let's go pause the dogs. <laughs> I don't know why you wanted to start laundry right before we were about to record. I need to clean clothes. Anyways. F- free. Hey guys, I'm Brian. Hey, I'm the one with dirty clothes. And you're listening to Fruit Snacks. Snacks. Oh, we're recording it. Yes. Why do you always ask me when we're recording, bitch? Because you just press a button when I can't. Yeah, press see a it. button. What button else? What else button are we gonna do? Are we here to just play play games? Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow! It's hard to know. <laughs> That's my podcast. <laughs> um, I feel like for the fruit roll, let's play a game. Do you want to play a game instead? Let's play a game. Let's play. Would you rather? Okay. Can you can you think of stuff off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. Okay. You go first. Though. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Think of like three things. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh, ooh, I got one. Okay. Would you rather eat a ball of hair wrapped in butter? Ew. So it's just like you shave your head, wrap it in butter, and you have to eat that. <sighs> or one cup of dried dog food that you boiled in hot water. Dog food. A whole cup of dog food? Hands down. Really? Yeah. I actually used to want to eat dog food, like the wet kind. That's white culture. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it reminded me of corned beef hash, which is so white That's culture. That's disgusting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ew, hair? Literally, I wanted to gag when you said that. I think I'd eat a ball of hair. Oh. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah, because, Over dog food? Yeah, because, Dog food is at least nutritional for you. But at least butter tastes familiar. Ew. And like the hair you don't taste, you can just swallow it. Yep. Yeah, it'll get stuck all over your esophagus. That's okay. You know, like when girls take a shower and their hair's just all over the, the shower wall? Yeah. That's like what your esophagus would look like. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out and my poop is like stringing. Because oh you know, like dogs, God. they'll eat like hair laying around the house and they're like Tokyo's poop I can't would, talk like, about string. this. I'm getting so grossed out. Okay, your turn. Okay. Um, would you rather have a penis with a super hairy bush that you could never shave down or boobs with baloney sized nipples? <laughs> I mean, like a full slab of baloney. Um, I think I'd want pubes that you couldn't shave down. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> because like when I don't shave, it's not crazy, so I'm fine with that. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> Is yours crazy? Uh, like if I don't shave for a long time, I don't like it. You want baloney tits? No, hell no. <laughs> oh, you'd pick the pubes. I'd pick the pubes still, yeah, but I, I just don't like it. It's gross. Like to me. if but I that goes along with the hair, like I just hate that amount of hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like big or I don't mind big nipples like baloney tits are fine to me and also like hairy pubes are fine. So I don't really care on either end. Ew. Yeah. So if I had to choose. You would just like you would give head to a guy who like doesn't shave at all. Yeah. I love hair. I know. But like. oof, I like it trimmed at nah, least. I like to run my fingers through it. Ew. <laughs> like untangle it. Yeah. Like a relaxing massage. They need a detangler and yeah. the pubes. Yeah. 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 Gross. Okay. Um, ooh. Okay, I got one. Okay. <laughs> Would you want to eat a sugar cone full of poop <laughs> or an eight ounce glass of loogies? Ew. Uh, sugar poop cone. Oh my God. Or an eight ounce glass of loogies. Loogies. You're disgusting. 
You would rather eat shit? Well, no. (laughs) I think I would. Fuck, that's hard. Damn, I I stumped myself. A shit cone? Yeah, that's that's hard. That would be really hard to get through. I was gonna say I eat ass, but then again, I'm not. The Lukies you can at least just like get down. But that is just. You know what reminds me of a loogie? Come. Yeah. A little. When I suck dick and like they shoot in my mouth, I'm like. Maybe I would like that. <laughs> I think I would choose the eight ounce glass of loogies. Eight ounces is a lot. How do you though. say it? Eight ounces of loogies. Loogies. What do you say? Loogies. Loogies. Yeah. Loogies. Eight <laughs> ounce glass of loogies. <laughs> loogies. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay. Um, would you rather have no voice at all or only be able to sing speak in a bad voice, like a really bad voice? Sing speak. Yeah. Well, I think I would too. Bitch, I don't mind. I used to fucking. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. That would get so annoying though. I don't fucking care. I'm going to talk like that from now on on this episode. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so annoying. You're not annoyed right now. Sometimes I would rather because, you just probably not have any voice. Because, because I'm rapping about this song. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what it would sound like if I chose the other. I love that. How, I love that journey that? for you. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Mm, probably the singing voice. When you say sing, could it be like a rap? No. It has to singing. be. Singing. Mm. Yeah. Holding those notes out. Okay. Would you rather never be able to hear music again or never to be able to see movies again? Ooh, that's good, huh? You know I love my movies. I know, I, but I would probably go with movies. Never to see movies again. Yeah, because music is like transformative. Like movies, I can zone out, but I could also zone out listening to music if I wanted. That's true, and I feel I, like so many like activities are done to music. Yeah, yeah, especially like, like as a professional dancer. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like even like setting a mood or a vibe, yeah. like that adds so yeah. much to like life yeah yeah hear music for sure i'd rather hear music than mm-hmm. see movies i don't have a third one you're you already failed bitch how am i always doing everything like i run this podcast i make the transitions i edit i load i like do everything i ask you to just do one thing for me and you can't even do that that's white culture wow 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 <laughs> this is your white culture <laughs> <laughs> but is that not the real statement the ethnic ones do all the work and the white ones prosper yeah by getting their face slapped on as a pineapple to our sticker. <laughs> okay, let me think of the last one then, since we said three, but I'll do a third for you. Um, ooh, okay. Would you rather never be able to feel love again or never to be able to feel pain again? Pain. Pain? Yeah. I would never want to feel... Like, if I had to choose between the two... Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had moments where I just cannot feel love in my life. And that mm-hmm. those were dark times. I didn't like those times. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I think I would rather, well, think of it in the opposite. Like if you never felt pain, you would never be like hurt. All right. But then if you love, you could be hurt. And that's why you felt the pain is because you knew what it was like to not have love. Yeah, but then you don't have any up to look forward to. Not being pained. <laughs> Not being in pain. 
No. All right. Well, I feel like love heals my pain. Oh, yeah, true. I think I would, yeah, love. All right, I support it. Thanks. Yeah, we'll move on. We are super lazy. We couldn't think of a better topic to talk about because we've only we've almost been what loading episodes for an entire year. Yeah, and it's like, what can you think about when you're like loading an episode every fucking week, weekly, weekly, and then y'all listeners just take and take and take, but never <laughs> suggest what to talk about. White culture. So y'all are white culture. So what we gonna do today is just be freeform, motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, because we the girls who think angels can come and get up in these booties. Um, I have this book. What's the book called? It is called The Book of Questions by Ooh. Gregory Stock, PhD. So this guy just made literally a book of questions. And this is actually kind of where we started talking and really got With, to know each other. Yeah. Right. So this is kind of full circle. We did this in but a road trip. Road trip. Where did we go? Oh, we went to Slow. go visit Matt. Yeah. Stanley yeah. Spispo funny that we're saying that because we didn't put the correlation together but that's good yeah we didn't so we um on this road trip every road trip i try to bring this book because it really does facilitate really deep and meaningful conversations Mm because it's literally a book of just random questions but um that's kind of how we actually became really good friends because we were going to college together but then i was like going on a trip to visit my friend i was like wait do you want to come with me and you're like yeah and we didn't really know each other and did we not not really what what year was this when we first met, so like 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like 10 years ago. But through this book, not because of this book, but like through that experience and like getting to know each other really well on that trip, I feel like... Do you remember when I was attacked by a bug on the way back? No. I, there was a jumping spider in your car. I don't We remember. were sitting in dead traffic. Mm-mm. Yeah, there was a jumping spider and I couldn't catch it because it just kept jumping. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think you're making stories up. No. All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, we're going to try to get through what? How many questions do you think? We can aim for 10. We're going to aim for that's 10. That's ambitious for us. Um, that's going to be a tentative number because time permitting, you know, we like to talk. So. It's going to be a 10 tentative number? 10 tentative. Yeah. Time number. Stamp. Yeah. Um, okay. So how do you want to do this? Should I just throw out a random number and you'll go to that question? Yeah. Okay, let me think of the gods right now. Let me let me feel this yes, energy. Yes, God. Yes, God. Um, the number that is speaking to me right now is 96. So let's see how fast you can find that so that there's not dead space on the podcast because you know how I hate dead space on the podcast. <laughs> so we're almost Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> okay. Knowing you had a 50% chance of winning and would be paid 10 times the amount of your bet if you won, what fraction of what you now own would you be willing to wager okay this is like a math question that i hate to answer that in sounds school. like math <laughs> so let's just sum it up real quick so you whatever you ha- whatever you own you can bet on it and you have a 50 percent chance of 10 t- like winning that over 10 times yes how much would you bet yeah i would bet oof I, my guy is telling me half you would bet half of what you own yeah but then like getting half taken away would really suck but imagine having this house 10 times over. Okay, a quarter then. I think I could sacrifice a quarter. Okay. A quarter of everything I own, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I would bet it all. I don't own anything right now. 
But think about if you literally bet it all. Like, you can't afford rent. You can't. Like, all your money is gone. I would bet it all. Really? I don't have enough to feel like I would be, like, loot. I I would be willing to take that risk. I know that I'm resilient, so I probably could get it back. But <laughs> I'm not a gambler. Like, I hate gambling. No, I hate gambling as well. My whole family is a big gambling 50% gambler. chance is, is a high chance, It though. is a high chance. But that other 50 is a high chance, too. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, quarter. I do a quarter. All right. Let's go with something lower. Uh, give me, give me, give me 12. Give me, give me champagne. Okay. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and... Oh, I remember this question. Okay. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the body or the mind of a 30-year-old for at least 60 years of your life, which would you want? The, Did that make sense to you? Yeah. So you're 90 years old. You yeah. can either have a 30-year-old body or a 30-year-old mind. For uh, at least 60 years of your life. I see. A 30-year-old body. body. Yeah. Wouldn't you want your mind to be more experienced? I would. Me too. Like, yeah. if I had the mind I had now, bitch, I'd be depressed for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when I look back, I don't like the things that I felt like I was missing intellectually in my life yeah i agree like i feel like every year i'm like oh i'm glad i got through that like have you spoken to young people i mean you do at the gym all the time yeah and the stuff they care about i'm like dude you're so stupid yeah but you can't tell them that i do no but i mean like (laughs) but i mean when you do you can't expect them to yeah to to process that yeah and the stuff that they care about like a lot of the girls in the gym Y'all listen, so you need to listen to this again. They date straight up trash. We're like, they're getting cheated on. Your mom's times, trash. You're trash. Literally. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't know why I keep going back. I'm like, because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> but I don't say that. I'm like, you just need to learn the lesson that you they're need to They're not stupid. They're young. No, they're dumb. <laughs> because they're young. Right. It's ignorance. But they're also dumb. Because I, I, at that age, never went back to someone who I thought didn't value my worth. But then again, I like completely shunned my parents out of my life. So, you know, who am I to give feedback to? <laughs> True, true. I'm kicking my own parents out of my life. Like, let's get real. <laughs> um, is this question number three? Yeah. Okay. Um, 202. Wow, we're actually, like, getting through these quicker than I thought I we know, were. I know, same. Because I feel like... We're like, like, these are super in-depth and make you think. And like, we're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 202. Would you be willing to commit perjury for a close friend? For example... Might you testify that he was driving carefully when he hit a pedestrian, even though he had been joking around and not paying attention? Yeah. I would commit perjury. I would too. For a friend. It depends how good of a friend we were. <laughs> yeah. And how serious the offense was. Like, in that scenario, I would lie for you. Yeah. But if, like, you did something where I was like, you... Because that, to me, is like an accident. So I'm yeah. like, he's not a bad person. Yeah. I would do it. But, like, if you, like... Went out of your way to, like, exactly. kill somebody. Exactly. Or, yeah. like, went out of your way to really plan. And, like, all the evidence clearly was clear, like, no, nah, this motherfucker's going down. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll visit you. I would commit perjury. For all the money this government has taken from me, I would lie to them. Yeah, true. Yeah. I But... Yeah, that's hard. Think of a scenario where you wouldn't. Where I would not? Or that you, like, a, yeah, one or the other. Ouch. Um, I don't know. That'd be really hard. If it was, like, one of my closest friends. If it was just a friend and they did do something, like, really stupid, I'd be like, I'm really sorry. I can't lie to you. Yeah. 
I can't lie. Why is it? But I just feel like we hold the word like, like to perjure something like so high. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Like, what happens if I came home and I was like, "Oh my God, Shane, I just killed someone." I they said something to me, la di da di da, and I was like, "We got in a fight," and all of a sudden, one thing led to another. I pushed them; they fell back and hit their head, and I killed them. I would lie for you. What would you say? We were hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> I would say we were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they would believe that. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <laughs> okay. Um. Number 80. 80. Jumping around. Hopefully this is a good um, question because so far I'm like not feeling I it. I know. Would you rather die peacefully among friends at age 50 or painfully and alone at age 80? 50. Assume that oh. most of the last 30 years would be the good ones. Ooh. That changes things up. Okay. So 50 with friends peacefully, mm-hmm. painfully but, at 80. Yes. But when you live to 80, the last 30 years are great. Are the, yeah, are the better years. That's hard because I was going to be like, well, you your relationships would probably deteriorate in those years anyways, but this is saying those would like, yeah, be the good ones. Damn. Well, honestly, I never thought I'd make it past 27. <laughs> honestly. I know. You've talked about this. Have I talked about it on the podcast? I don't think so. We've, I, I know this about you. When I was young, I always thought I was going to die at 27. Like Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Well, I guess see, and that was a thing. Yeah. There Janice were a lot Joplin. of greats who died at, like, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Heath Ledger died at 27. Britney Spears went through Almost. her, like, mental yeah. thing during 27. But that's not what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I'm not that narcissistic where I'm like, I'm a great. RuPaul but, always says life happens in sevens, though. Like, within your life. Like, really? huge life changes. And, yeah. And, like, you... um your like growth as an individual comes through every seven years. So like 27 makes sense. Cause it's like just around 28 when you would then kind well, of they morph also into say something that else. Saturn it returns home. Oh, maybe that's what it is then. So when you re- when Saturn returns home, it's in the same spot as when you were born. So they say that it's like a big epiphany moment for you every seven years. No, every oh. 28 years, I think. Oh really? Yeah. We'll put that in oh, for interesting. facts. I don't know if that's true. All right. Um, but yeah, and I used to have a dream that I would, I always had this dream of being by myself on stage, but I was seeing it in third person. So I was like behind myself while I was watching myself at a podium and I could see myself giving a speech, but I didn't know what I was saying. And mm-hmm. I just saw out into a crowd of flashing bulbs and I was thanking everyone for the time that they've allowed me to give my life experience to them. I think we're going to be on stage with this podcast someday. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. And then we're gonna get shot. No, because that's girl. how that dream ends. <laughs> you can't. You could take the bullet. You shoot. Me. You're already prepared. <laughs> you shoot me, and then... and then I'll have to ask everyone to lie for <laughs> me and <laughs> perjure themselves. You're like, hey, snack pack. So when we get caught, <laughs> we all friends, right? <laughs> white culture. White culture. White culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's really hard. I would. I would say eighty. Eighty. Yeah. It would make me sad to die. Oh, that like almost made me emotional saying mm-hmm. it would make me sad to die alone. But knowing that the 30 years before were like the best years, because mm-hmm. I think like I'm only 30 now and I've had really great years. Mm-hmm. And if I got to have another 50, including like even better ones mm-hmm. to come, I mm-hmm. would rather experience those. How how do you view death? Um, In what sense? Like, are you scared of death? A little bit. Are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it kind of, it doesn't make me sad in the sense of like, 
um, leaving everybody behind. It makes me sad in the sense of like the the idea that there could be nothingness after this life, mm. which is why I think people cling to religion so much mm-hmm. because I think that as humans, sometimes one of our faults is that we like to believe that we're bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we just enter into oblivion and never become anything more than these bodies is really hard for us to handle. And I, I, I fall into that. It, mm. it makes me a little sad because I think a lot of us, myself included, strive to be so great here on earth that to just know that that vanishes once we die and it's just like quiet and stillness and you no longer exist. Which is why, like, when we talked about death on um, our episode a while back, Mm -hmm. I really loved the idea that our bodies or souls or just humankind leaves an energy behind that just continues to flow through Earth. Um, Because I like that idea better. I like knowing that I could be... my The energy I leave behind could flow through cities and jungles and, you know, rivers alike and just continue flowing through everything that's drama i love it <laughs> you think you're gonna be the amazon river bitch when you die yes nah, actually I, it's a little dirty for me nah girl you're just gonna have some worms in your mouth Ew. <laughs> some cockroaches chewing on your eyeballs <laughs> Not cockro- like, no no i, I want to be cremated okay well they sucking on your ashes ew <laughs> i think um like for me i i feel death is just like the end like it's peaceful it's not scary but you just go to sleep forever and i'm like i love going to sleep so it's like it feels like a nice cozy blanket yeah but it doesn't make you sad at all no because i think the difference is like for me when i think of life after death is that right yeah yeah um you know people think like like they go to religion to think that there's more yeah you know and this is like not the end of it but i almost feel like this is the end of it and that's okay because i'm like I want to I want to celebrate what's going on now. Mm. That sounds like yellow. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a lot of death in my life that's been close to me. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that I would be okay with it because I just kind of accept that as a way of life one. Yep. But then also two, like I I I I see it as as animals were instinctually always fighting to stay alive, you know? Like mm-hmm. that's why fear is in us cuz yep. we always fear what we think is going to hurt us. Yep. But then when you take that away, you realize like everyone has an end mm-hmm. and that fear is only just to keep us alive. But then once you die, it's not like you're losing at life. It's just that you almost beat the system. You think <laughs> that so? That sounds so suicidal. Yeah. Um, not, not what I'm trying to go for, <laughs> but um, yeah. And I almost feel like if someone were to die, that was really close to me. Obviously I'd be sad, but I also would think like, yeah, they're in a great place, especially if someone was suffering. I'd be like, mm. they, they're living a better life now and now gone in that we should be happy that they had a life to live and not hang on to something that is like something that we want just because we would miss them rather than mm-hmm. just moving on. Death around our age is kind of weird. At 30? Like, I mean, just like being younger in general mm. and knowing people die who die at our age yeah like when we lost um that kid from disney Mm -hmm. i don't think we've ever said his name and i want to be respectful and not but when he took his own life i was never like close friends with him but that hit me kind of hard because it was one of the first times someone 
around my age had passed away. Right. And I remember the same thing had happened with a kid in high school. Um, he shot himself in the heart with like a bow and arrow. Mm. And he suffered because he didn't kill himself right away. Mm. And they tried to revive him and it ended up not, they ended up not being able to save him. But I remember like then as well, it was like, this kid was only like a year younger than me, but mm. the idea that somebody my age had died was like really hard. Mm. Cause I just don't think about death mm-hmm. on a day to day basis at all around this age. And maybe that's ignorant, but I don't want to like dwell on that, you know? Um, and I think if I had like, like going back to the question, if I had chosen to live until 80, even if it was alone, knowing that I had all these years of like greatness, I would expect to, I expect to pass away around 80, Mm -hmm. assuming climate change doesn't kill me first, Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like I'm going to die earlier, but then 80. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you're going to annoyingly outlive yourself. I hope not. I'm kind of over it. Shut up. <laughs> like, I'm good. Can you just put me in the will for the house? I don't fucking know, bitch. <laughs> I'll give you, um... Yeah, I don't even know what I'd give you. This pumpkin I'm looking at? I don't know. These house plants. You can take the house plants. The fake ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They'll live there. All right. Okay, I want you to just flip through the book and pick a, pick a, pick a, pick a, pick a. Pick a, pick a, pick a. Do you know I got stung by a pika pika before? What's a pika pika? It's a microscopic jellyfish. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> crazy, so crazy. Ew, that was stupid. I'm I'm gonna okay, we'll choose a different going. one. Okay, I'll just throw out a number, 54, because you really fail at everything, so. Same, same, same. Okay, what is the worst psychological torture you can imagine suffering? Anything causing even minor physical injury should not be considered. So completely psychological. Okay. Uh, I, th- I feel like a lot of things come to mind. Um, just because I've, I'm going off of what I've experienced. Two things that come to mind right away. One, having anxiety and a never-ending mm. feeling of in- being anxious. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I can't imagine how that would feel. Like never being able to never not being able feel to anxious. Yeah. yeah. Because the times that I felt very anxious where, you know, it's like either fight or flight and I wanted to flight so hard. It was like so scary because like everything bothered me and uh-huh. I didn't know why anything was bothering me. I couldn't shake it. It felt like my world was crumb- crumbling. Mm-hmm. And that's when honestly I was like feeling depressed and like suicidal but it's like you're almost outside of yourself but still realizing you're within your own body yeah and And you're stuck stuck yeah like it was it's awful so that psychologically would be awful but then also like mentally when i'm in a bad place um this is what i'm trying to think of like as my references but another thing is like when i'm sleeping and i keep waking up in a half sleep state and thinking about the same thing and repeating it over and over and over in my head trying to go back to sleep i know that sounds so weird but you've never had that no like explain that more so like um it'll be like such mundane things like if i need to be up early Uh and i know i'm not getting sleep i think it just plays with anxiety as well Uh but i'll just be like saying the same thing like like i'll have a vision i don't know this is the first thing that comes to mind but i had a vision i'll have a vision that i'm like flipping burgers at at a burger joint which I don't even work at but this one I'm like you need to flip the burger and I'm like oh okay and I'll flip it and just keep flipping the burger and all I'm thinking is I need to flip this burger and it'll go on for hours and I can't sleep 
And every time I wake up, I'm like, burger, I got to flip it. And then it's like, because I'm coming in and out of sleep, I don't know what's real and what I'm dreaming. So as I fall back to sleep, I go back into that reality. I've had those moments before where I, I wake up from, this actually happened to me recently. Uh And I, I remember waking up like almost in tears, but I was like super sweaty and panicked. And it wasn't a nightmare of like a, the world's ending or Uh like monsters kind of thing. It was like really emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. And, um, I fell back asleep. I woke up twice in the night. So three times I had a, a reoccurring dream where it like the storyline just continued mm-hmm. playing out. And that was really, really hard to like, I, I literally was exhausted, but I was like, I can't wait for morning to mm-hmm. be here. Mm-hmm. Cause I just want to be awake. I can't literally. Yeah. And yeah, psychologically, I think both of those are very torturous. I'm sure I could think of a that's worse thing, like, but that's um, the first thing that comes to mind. One of the storylines in American horror story. What? Do you remember when they, um, it was Coven, I think. Where they end up in their own personal like versions of hell, oh, and, and it's like reoccurring things like that. Where right. she was like she was a she was stuck clerk. at the, oh yeah, and then uh, Gabourey Sidibe was like stuck in like the fast food like the chicken place and kept burning yeah. herself. Yeah, or yeah. Um, I think mine would be isolation, because I think that would I know that that is like more physically based, mm-hmm. but that's not inflicting pain. I think what would come psychologically from being isolated indefinitely. Like, that's why um, so many people are against um, what soli- uh, solitary confinement, like, for prisoners, mm-hmm. because that is in no way helping people. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, it's driving them more mad. Well, I think our prison system is no way helping I know. people in general. But I think, like, that specifically is, like, I, th- I just can't imagine but I think what your mind goes through. But I think that's why they do it as through. a form of punishment, because they have to sit there and be by themselves in their thought. Yeah. I feel like, you know what's a really isolating activity? Huh. Living in LA. I think living in any major city. No. Yeah. New York is extremely isolating. I don't feel like it's as isolating as LA though. Why? Because with New York, you're forced to be around people all the time. There might not, wait, they might not be like interacting in like a deep sense, but you're still talking to people, right? Where it's still like interactions where someone's like, oh, excuse me, whatever. But I feel like in LA, you like go to your work, your job, and then like you're in your car and everything is so isolating and it's like hard to make friends in LA. But in Mm. New York, I feel like it's more of a social thing. That's a hard isolation. I feel like in New York, it's a, it's a, it's this like very fluid isolation of, or almost like a, an isolation that makes you feel like you're failing because you are surrounded by millions of people without the interaction. Mm. Like a lot of people don't say excuse me and stuff in New York. Like they'll just push pat push past, and if you're alone, you're just like, oh god. Like you, it just feels like you keep getting kicked down. Mm over and over and over again and like you want to take a seat on the subway and somebody like jumps in front of you it's like trying to get a parking spot in LA like someone just takes it and you're like right. fuck every man for themselves you know and then like yeah. you drop your coffee and you're like god damn it and then you finally get to work where you sit in an office and then you go home and you're on the subway surrounded by hundreds of other people and no one is talking to each other and it's in the summer and someone's armpit is in your face and it just smells so bad i feel like i get the opposite experience like I don't feel like there's in any New sol- York. Yeah, I feel like there's no solitude. Ugh. Like I just feel like everyone's always everywhere. Yeah, but that makes you internally like. It, I get what it you're saying. You yeah, like it's, it's like because no one's talking to each other. Yeah, you're like alone in a, 
pretty much like how depression feels. Yeah. Where like, yeah, you have a... Life is like moving around. Literally, it's happening around you. Exactly. But you're stuck by yourself Mm -hmm. in your head. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like LA is more isolating as well. I understand the car thing. Yeah. Like being in your car. That's quiet. Okay. um, Let's do... Okay. I have one. Okay. (laughs) You are driving late at night in a safe but deserted neighborhood when a dog suddenly darts in front of your car. Though you slam on the brakes, you hit the animal. Would you stop to see how injured the animal was? If you did, if you did so and found that the dog was dead but had a name tag, would you contact the owner? Of course. Yeah, I would too. Like, I don't even know why we need to go into that. Of course. I feel like some people wouldn't. I agree, but that's not us, some people. No. (laughs) I'd probably cry. I don't think I'd cry. I know you wouldn't, but I would. (laughs) I'd be like, oh my God. And I'd be like, I can't. I would, I don't know if I could pick it up and like bring the dog to the address, but I would call them and be like, hey, your dog is on Willow (laughs) and Stern. (laughs) I, um, I hit a deer once in Florida, in Orlando. Was that gross? Uh, it was terrifying. I was luckily only going like literally, so I was in a gated community and mm-hmm. I was, the speed limit's like, you know, 25 or whatever. And it was super late. So I was driving slowly and, but like fast enough to hit a deer and drag it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember it like found its footing and then darted off, but it completely damaged the front of my friend's car. And there was like, um, fur and blood like ew, on the grill ew, of ew, it. Ew. Yeah. And I literally f- a, I felt bad because I had like wrecked his like brand new car, but B, I just felt like so bad that I'd hit this wild animal. Yeah, I can't handle stuff like that. It makes yeah. me so sad. Because then I'm thinking like, oh my god, did it run off and like bleed to death? They're like, <laughs> probably. I know you're an awful person. I know. I'm gonna die oh. at eighty alone <laughs> and in pain. <laughs> um, let's do. Um, I'm oh wait, can we? I actually have a good one, and I want to talk about this. Okay. Okay, this is Wait, number... what question number is this? Like six? Sure. Okay, we'll say six. When you are with your friends, do your interactions include much touching? For example, hugging, kissing, roughhousing, or rubbing backs? Would you like to have more of this? And the reason I would talk about this, I was with, we were with Jen tonight, and um, we were talking about love languages. And when you went back inside the restaurant, I was talking with Jen, and I was like, I realize. Or I was reminded last night of how much touch is my love language. Like, I knew that in romantic relationships, but as an all-around, like, in general, mm-hmm. I love it. Like, the whole dinner, I just wanted to, like, touch the people around me. Like, just have my hand on their leg or their backs or, like, hold their hands. And today, like, driving around Long Beach with Miles, like, I just had my hand on his in the car. And it was, like, literally last night and today, like, nothing is ever, like, sexual. It just feels so good to be reminded that somebody who I love and care about so much is like there and present enough for me to like feel them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just, it meant like so much to me and I was really reminded of how important that is to Mm me. Yeah. Wait, what's the question again? Um, is it important to you? Like is touch important to you and your, yeah. Um, cause I, I was for a second there, I thought I was going into love languages, but Oh, no. I think touch is really important to me. Yeah. Because I feel like there's that boundary of intimacy that people cross. Mm. Um, Not in, like, a weird way, but, like, that's kind of where you go into a deeper um, closeness with the people you love. You know, where you wouldn't really, like, touch a stranger or rub their back or grope Mm -hmm. them. But if someone you cared about, you wouldn't think twice. Like, you would just do it. 
So I think it's like a marker of intimacy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like to touch the yeah. people I'm with. Yeah. Um, as you guys have heard on this podcast, like I always be sucking my best friend's dick. So it's <laughs> like, that's how I show that I love you. Same, same, same. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I feel like it's different too being gay because those boundaries just don't exist Mm -hmm. um and it's like you know how like guys like straight guys will like play with their guy friends and like hit each other Mm -hmm. and be stupid i feel like i think like locker rooms yeah yeah i i think that's just a guy thing but gay guys do it in more of like a caressing kind of way Mm -hmm. of like let's make you uncomfortable (laughs) because I feel like our group of friends will always like stick each other's fingers in each other's butts or like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Touch their dicks. Touch their yeah. dicks, but not like hit it like hard, but no. just like caress it or yeah. be stupid in that way or like grab your butt and squeeze it. Uh-huh. Like totally sexual harassment, but because we're friends, it's like endearing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think the difference is straight guys feel the need to like do it quickly because if they do it too long, they think they're going to be like seen as gay. Yeah, like no homo bro. Yeah, yeah. But what I love is to do it to straight guys. Like when um, I'll give like my straight guy friends hugs, I always grab their butt with like both hands because I think it's funny. Yeah. Or like I'll like come up behind them and hug them and then um, caress their titty, their boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I do love um, straight guys who can like give good hugs. Albert gives good hugs. Albert gives good hugs. Um, who else? That's, Anthony. That's gives the good only hugs. straight person I know. Oh, Anthony does. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, a guy I work with named Tyler gives good hugs. Sorry, Anthony. Chris you do gives too. good hugs. Who? You know what, Chris? Who's Chris? Ah, uh, Batista. Oh, I can see that. You know who, um, what they say a good hug is, is when you feel secure. Mm. And I heard that when I was like younger. Yeah. And I started like putting intention into my hugs mm-hmm. and people say I give good hugs. Yeah. I think I give good hugs. And I always love to hug and hold it one second longer. Cause you know, like sometimes when people hug, they hug and then they pull away. There's like that, yeah. that rhythm. Mm-hmm. I always like to hug. And then when there's that pull away, I still am holding them. Yeah. And cause I always notice like when I'm hugging people that I don't know, they always like, I can feel them kind of react like, Oh, I'm, Oh, okay. We're still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I like doing that. I, I love when you can feel a, a person kind of collapse into the hug mm-hmm. where you can tell they needed it mm-hmm. and you can be that support yeah. for them. Security. That feels really good. Yeah. 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 Do you, okay. How do you hug people? Do you do crossbody like one arm up, one, one arm down, or do you go yeah. under or do you go over? Um, if I, uh, it's interesting that you asked that. Like last night when I hugged Kane, I put both arms over his shoulders because I was in a moment where I wanted to feel supported and I knew he was going to give that to me. So he like put both of his arms around me and like, I feel like that almost um, fosters like a little pickup, if you will, where like, my feet kind of start coming off mm-hmm. the ground because um, he's around my height and it just, you know, whatever. Um, but for the most part, if I want to like transfer energy with somebody, I'll do one arm over and one arm under because mm. I feel like that helps you embrace them a lot more intently. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, if I have to do top or bottom, I like to be grab underneath. Yeah, you do. I noticed that. I like to grab lower back and upper back and like use a wide palm i know what you mean you know what i mean to like caress in that way yeah and if it's a cross body hug i always like to grab the back of the neck oh uh, yeah so that like their head is like rested yes. almost like how you're burping a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then if it's like a top body hug i if i'm ever going on top top like both arms on top i'll give a kiss on the cheek because mm-hmm. i feel like that shows that i care wait i want to do that 
What? Grab the neck. I always grab the neck. I like that. Yeah. And then on top of that... I'm going to try that. It's a good hug. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, the hugs that I hate are when you feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Like they don't want to pull you yeah. in. Yeah. Or a lot of girls do this and I hate it. Usually with girls that are smaller than me, I'll do a top hug. Mm-hmm. And they'll do like a backpack where they'll scoop their arms under your arms. Oh, yeah. And then bring them up over your shoulders without crossing it across your back. So it's almost like two straps of a backpack. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate that kind Why? of hug. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. In what, like physically or? Physically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I hate it. My friend Michaela always does that and I tell her don't. <laughs> I'm like, don't hug like that. She's like, wait, what? And I told her, I was like, don't do that. And I was like, hug me like this. And she's like, oh, that is better. I was like, yeah. That's interesting. Backpack hugs are gross. Hmm. All right. No backpack hugs. Uh, question number seven. Let's do 132. 132. 132. Yeah. Harry <laughs> Um. Okay. If you went to a beach and it turned out to be a nude beach, would you stay or go swimming? Would you swim nude? I would absolutely stay. I went to a, a nude beach in Barcelona and I was loving it. I genuinely do like tan lines, so I would go swimming naked because at that point I'm not worried about, you know, bottom tan lines, but um, I kept my Speedo on, like, on the beach because this ass has not seen the the light of day in a very long time. I wasn't trying to get burnt. I, I like it. I love tan lines as well. I think it is so sexy. Yeah, I do too. Um, but have you been to a nude beach? I have. I'm sure you have in have. Europe, yeah. Um, Well, no, not in Europe. No? No. I mean, I've been to, like, topless beaches in Europe, but not nude. Oh, interesting. Um, it doesn't make me uncomfortable to be on a nude beach, but when I went to Maui on um, one of my friend Sarah's bachelorette parties, yeah, we went to Little Beach, I think it's called. Okay. And on Sundays, they do, like, this, like, sunset service thing. I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. But it's super hippy-dippy, huh. where, like, everyone's out there. Everyone is nude. They do a drum circle. There's body painters. There's, cool. There's, like, fire dancers. And everyone's on drugs. Like, people are walking around like, do you want any psychedelics? I'm like, I'm good. Were you naked? Um, I was not. No one in our group was naked, but everyone else around us was really naked. What were you wearing? What I normally would wear to a beach, just swimming trunks. Okay. But, um, yeah, and I guess, like, people have sex sometimes when they're there. Mm. But it was kind of weird because a lot of kids were walking around. And it's not a sexual experience, but I think because we're naked, it gets sexualized. Yeah. Like, no one's walking around hard, you know what I mean? Right, But I also feel like... Yeah, the nude beaches I've been to, nobody was hard. Yeah, but I feel like the people who were walking around this beach had either reasons to be naked, as in, like, they knew they looked good, or um, they were old. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but it was funny to watch because, like, all of us, like, the group I was with, that's that's still, like, out of the element for us, but we're not, like, judgmental, so we literally don't care. and no one would have thought like, oh, this is your first time. Like mm-hmm. half of us was like our first time on a nude beach, but we literally didn't care. And it was like, after we walked up, we were like, oh shit. And the initial like reaction, just because it seemed so taboo was yeah. like a jarring, but we weren't like snickering or being like, oh my God, look, look, mm-hmm. look. But then we saw this couple, they were like probably 22. Um, they were from like mid the Midwest. I'm not stereotyping cause they said it yeah. cause we heard their conversation and it was their first time in Maui. Cause I guess they were like on a honeymoon or something okay. and their friend brought them there <laughs> and they looked so uncomfortable. And it was so <laughs> funny because the girl seemed like really into it, like yeah. not into it, but she wanted to seem yeah. relaxed and like, this is no big deal, but were the, they naked? I'm no, assuming not Okay, fully clothed, like okay. shirt, shorts, not board shorts, but like 
short shorts, oh, like shit. just normal shorts. Yeah. I think he had like jean shorts on. Yeah. Ew. But like super uncomfortable. But I mean, the sun was going down, so there was really no okay. reason for him to be in beach clothes. But I'm okay. also like, you're in Hawaii. Yeah. At the beach. But I guess they just landed. I got a lot of information, but we were like <laughs> watching his interaction because he like just kept staring at the sand because he didn't want to like look around exactly but then it was funny because everyone sitting around him was um naked men because a lot of gay Mm. people go to this Uh beach all naked men so you could totally (laughs) tell he was so uncomfortable isn't that so weird so comical (laughs) i think it's so weird that like body parts that are the same as our own make us uncomfortable yeah but i think it's the whole like toxic masculinity of like if i look i don't want people to think i'm gay when it's like you're clearly here with your wife like calm the fuck down I think it's like natural animalistic instinct to look at other I body parts. I love looking at body parts. I'm not interested in girls, but I love looking at pussy mm. and titties. Yeah. I lo- yeah, at the the beach that I had gone to in Barcelona, the nude beach was a gay nude beach, mm-hmm. but there were straight people or there were both sexes there and um uh straight couples as well, but the straight couples were like typically the older ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like there were boobs. I was like, damn, those are really good boobs. Mm-hmm. And then like dicks. And I was like, those are really good fucking dicks. Mm-hmm. But And yeah. what I like about bodies is that they look natural. Like I hate the super chiseled bodies or like uh-huh. the bodies that like, oh, you work out. Like uh, what makes me so aroused? Not like I'm like getting hard or anything, but I'm like more drawn to to look at are bodies that just seem like normal bodies mm-hmm. where it's like it looks like you are active but you also enjoy life like you don't mind for eating sure and you know indulging yeah yeah i like that um okay i think this is question eight okay if I, it's not we're sorry guys um I have one. let's do 190 one, 90 sure <laughs> <laughs> um do you feel that you have much impact on the lives of people you come in contact with can you think of someone who, over a short period of time, significantly influenced your life? Can I um, answer for you? Yeah, of course. I think you have a huge impact on the people that you're friends with Why or come say- in contact with. Why do you say that? Um, I think it's based on the the struggles that you have within your relationships. And I think that that comes from people not knowing how to deal with the impact that you have on their lives. Huh? So, like, you always say, like, you're always in hot water with your friends. Mm. And I think that that happens for you often because you are having some sort of impact consistently with the people you come in contact with because they don't know how to handle that contact with you. Mm. It's very unfamiliar to people. It's like territory. I say this. I've said this about you before, but you're the kind of friend that people are always like, no, I want an honest friend. And you come along and they're like, I think that you're the mirror of like, you don't really want to know this honesty Mm. or you're not ready to handle this honesty Mm -hmm. because you, you'll be honest no matter what. And, and I don't think that internally they're ready to deal with that yet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm probably too honest all the time where like, I think I've said in previous podcasts, like I've been practicing tact. So it's been Mm. a little easier journey for me, but yeah, I would. I mean, I don't think I would say this, but I feel like the feedback that I've received, like people always tell me, like the kind of friend you are, I've never had before, mm-hmm. or like, um, I just feel like, again, like I'm not naive to it, but people always come to me for advice, or mm-hmm. Brian, I wanted to clear this with you, like tell me blah blah blah, um, because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just take out the emotion and that's easy for me because that's kind of how I learned how to survive. Yeah. And people who 
I guess I just, I don't know if I gravitate towards relationships like that or people gravitate towards me because they see something that they might desire right. or miss or right. need. But regardless, yeah, I would, I would agree. I think yeah. I have an impact on my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do too, though. I think the old me had more of an impact than... Uh, there was a version of me like from a handful of years back that I would definitely say had much more of an impact than the me in recent years. And I think that the me right now is trying to get back to that older version. I think the me that you're in now is probably the better me than you have been in previous years. Yeah, I was just more passionate and uh, heartfelt with people than I am now. Or that I than I have been because yeah. I've been very shut... Like when I think of my interactions, even with people on airplanes, like I could care less if I say two words to you, whether you're a customer or sometimes even an employee, if I know like I'm just having an off day and it's like a turn, so I'm yeah. not going to be with you. Well, I feel like situationally you are what you're feeling. Yeah, very much. You know what I mean? Like I... I, I so I don't think that like you don't have an impact, but I think if you are... Um, intentional with what kind of energy you're giving that's the outcome that you have but i don't think that you're always intentional because sometimes you're just like i'm hungry or i'm mm-hmm. tired or i'm just not feeling well or you know something's bothering yeah. me and i feel like those outside sources influence what's produced externally so i think you have an impact but it really does just a matter of what time you catch the the shame that you're For experiencing sure. i remember i was talking to robert recently uh-huh. and I was telling him about like some hard stuff that I'm like going through and he was like, it makes me sad obviously that you're going through this, but I really hope that you continue to like feel Mm -hmm. to the depth of which you're feeling right now. Cause I feel like you lost that for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I agree. And that's part of what I'm dealing with right now is making sure that I am feeling things and not just numbing myself to like what is happening around me, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the part of me that I think used to make me feel like I had more of an Im- a consistent impact on people was like, I think people respond to emotion mm-hmm. and I used to feel through like everything, but almost like to a fault. Mm-hmm. And that's where like this part of me now is kind of taking what I've learned and applying it to like that old self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we were on the opposite I end of the spectrum. Like my... Therapist brought this up that like a wise mind is an is a logic mind and an emotional mind, right? Where you mm-hmm. do what's best, but also what feels right. Right. And I feel like you before would be based off of emotion completely, and I'd be based 100%. off of logic. Yeah. But together we're a wise mind. <laughs> but it's our funny powers because, like, combined. Right. <laughs> but I even said like she was like saying that like through this experience that I like I noticed that I was being more emotionally driven. Mm. Um, I don't think that on a normal standard it would be based. I, people would be like, oh, Brian's emotional now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anyone yeah. would say that. But I think people are like, <laughs> I keep getting this. It's like, I like this new Brian. Uh. Because like, for instance, like when I was in Palm Springs for Kyle's birthday, uh-huh. um, I just was really enjoying the people I was around and I was making breakfast for everyone. And I just like, we were in conversation. I just stopped. And I was like, I just want everyone to know I'm like really happy right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're like, wait, why are you saying that? And they were so taken back because that's clearly not like me. I was yeah. like, I know this doesn't sound like me, but I'm trying to grow as a person, blah, blah, blah. Let's just move past it. But anyways, <laughs> I was like, I just want to let people know that I'm really happy and I really enjoy everyone that's here right now. Yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to make it about me, but I'm also trying to grow. And I mm-hmm. just feel like I need to shed light on this experience, which normally I wouldn't do. Right. You know, you would think that internally, but you wouldn't exactly. externally say exactly. It, yeah. And like, I feel like my friends are always like, do you even like me? <laughs> <laughs> 
because <laughs> I'm always like, shut the fuck up, bitch. And so then um, the other day too, like someone made me upset. And normally, like I said, like I'll just like rationalize why I am should be okay with it. Um, I don't need to go into detail what happened because it really isn't important. But afterwards, I was like, you know what? I need to tell him how I feel because mm. normally I would just be like shut off and be like, okay, well, clearly he doesn't care yeah. what I'm thinking and da 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 and rationalizing that in my head. But I'm like, okay, here's the thing. This is why I was upset. I was upset because I just like being around you mm. and I was excited and looking forward to hanging out with you. And when uh, plans changed, it upset me because I just knew that that experience wasn't going to happen. Uh-oh. And so it's nothing personal. I just like, I just want you to know that I, it, it did upset me. You don't have to change, but I wish we could just like, I just wanted to be closer, mm. you know? And I feel like that's, something. I would love to hear that actually. <laughs> no, really. I mean, but, that's a good way to tell somebody like that you're upset, but I think in explaining that reasoning, right. I would be like, wait, actually, that's really beautiful to hear. Well, because I think it was like a little bit disarming for this person because um, I, I'll i just paint it as like what it scenario wise could have been. But this is not what happened. But it was almost like we made plans to go to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then last minute, this person was like, well, how about we go here instead and da 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 da. But we were like planning it for a week. And mm-hmm. I was like, after work, I was tired. And I was like, oh, I'm excited to be done with work because right. I'm going to dinner with this person tonight. Like da 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 da. And then long story short, it kept getting pushed back in the night to where we couldn't get together. And mm-hmm. then I had to be doing, I had to do something the next morning. And so then I was like really irritated. And the myth that I was telling myself was this person doesn't respect me. He mm-hmm. didn't care. It's that very LA thing where it's like, oh yeah, we'll get together. Right, and then right, when it right. came down, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Like da 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 da. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that myth could have been true, but I need to give him the opportunity to explain what was really going on. And really it was just like, he said, like, I didn't know that you had work in the morning. I thought it was more flexible because normally we do eat later. So I thought we could. Mm. And he's like, I wanted to hang out too. So like, obviously that myth was debunked, but then also I was like, yeah, and I'm not upset. It's just, I really enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah. And I was just really excited for you to like come out and us have that, have that time together. Cause Mm. I look, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I get it. I'm really, I'm sorry, you know? Mm-hmm. But him hearing that didn't sound as like a jarring. He was like, oh, wow, I dropped the ball, you know? Yeah. Which, again, he didn't need to say because it clearly was a misunderstanding. Right. But for him to acknowledge that and then hear that, it was like, okay, yeah, I do care about you. And it was like that mutual exchange of like, yeah, I care about you too. Mm-hmm. So just like know that like put each other as a priority in this moment, yeah. you know? Um, Dom Yepes does, does that to me. I what? just miss him and I wanted to see him, but you know. Yeah, Dom's trash. He just keeps pushing things back, and he's like, let me know when you're here next. Dom is like that bitch, though. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny that you bring him up. I'm about to trash on Dom, and no. I know he listens to this podcast. No, yeah, but he does. You know how I said I'm the friend that tells you what you need to hear? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm putting you on blast real quick, Dom. Don't fucking commit to shit that you know he you're not wait, commit to. Wait, let me, no, 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 let, me, know, let me clarify for anybody listening. He didn't commit to anything with me. I'm okay. just giving him a hard time because I miss him and I want to see him. But no. But he did not He did not tell me he's going to be anywhere and he did not cancel on me at any point. I'm just saying, Dom, I miss you. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm speaking on my own experience. Okay. <laughs> Dom is trash. That's it. Period. <laughs> just kidding. But Dom, you do love to make plans and then like drop the ball. And I don't appreciate that at all. That's mm. all. Okay. I mean, it can go deeper than that. But I think I could say that because Dom knows I'm like shitting on him and this is the way we talk but it's the same thing like i enjoy dom's Mm -hmm. presence and if i if i was to plan let's go to dinner after work i don't do that with just anyone and especially when i'm looking forward to it it sucks when you feel disappointed yeah yeah. and i know that's not his intention because i know like when he gets tired it takes a lot out of him is that who you were talking about no okay (laughs) but it's the same scenario Yeah, yeah 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 
Yeah. Um, what? We have what? Two more? Sure. Yeah. Let's okay. do two more. Two more. Um, should I pick? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do... What, what, what feels right? Um, okay. As a listener, let's see if we can say the same number. So listeners, think of a number. Okay. I'm feeling 74. Okay. Did we already do 74? I don't know. We about to find out. But wouldn't it be funny if a listener's like, holy shit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. Would you enjoy spending a month of solitude in a beautiful natural setting? Food and shelter would be provided, but you would not see another person. No. <laughs> for a month? A month. I think if I even did it for three days, I would not enjoy it. Hmm. I think that... It would be hard for me, but I would challenge myself to do it. For a month? Mm-hmm. A month is a long time. It's a really long time. But like in a, in a natural, beautiful setting. No. In my mind, I'm, I'm thinking like Bali. Mm. But if I had like gone somewhere like that, where it would almost be like somewhat of a spiritual retreat for myself, I think that would be healthy for me. I was thinking the mountains for some reason for me. Hmm. Like, like a cabin? Yeah, like a yeah. cabin with like... A crisp fall weather, a little bit of fog in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just hear, like, birds and, like, eagles. And you see, like, animals walking around. Yeah. But no. Okay. I Like, I could maybe at max do three days. Yeah, a month is a super long time. And I bet halfway through I'd be like, oh, fuck this shit. My friend Felipe, when he turned 30, he did, like, a 10-day retreat. Mm. where it was a meditation retreat he went by himself and you can't talk for 10 days Oof. and they do like guided meditation as well as like um self-guided uh-huh. meditation and he was saying that like after three days it was very challenging mm. because not speaking to anyone one but then two like being so in your thought he's like i cried a ton because it was like unpacking a lot of my own thought but then because you can't have your phone or anything like yeah. you're literally forced yeah. to be with yourself um it's almost like being in solitude mm-hmm. in prison. But um, he was just saying that, like, at a certain point, he felt motivated to get back to his life because it was, like, mm. a good reset. Yeah. But then he felt impatient because he's like, I just want to get it started. And I was like, I would imagine feeling the same way. And yeah. I thought for a while there, like, when I was going to, ter- when I turned 30, I was thinking of doing some sort of retreat. But I was yeah. like, I think 10 days is way too much. I can't <laughs> do 10 days. Like, three max. Yeah. But solitude? No, I don't want to do it. Okay. Mm -mm. And the last question. Oh, yeah. Number 10. Let's just do an even 100. Even 100. 100. Let's hope it's a good one. 100. Hundo P. (laughs) Ew. Uh, Oh, cool. I keep flipping to the pages directly around it. Great. Great. Got it. What do you most strive... Wow, this was a really good one, actually. Really? Yeah. What What do you most strive for in your life? Accomplishment, security, love, power, excitement, knowledge, or something else? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. This is her question. <laughs> um, honestly, that's kind of ironic that you say that. Because I literally had all of those words in my purpose statement for what I wanted out of my life. Hmm. When did you write that? Um, like a month ago. You're I mean, like not, right now. <laughs> when I heard like, you say that. Not like actually like in paper, but again, here we go with therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, she like, you know, had me define what success looked like to, for me. Mm-hmm. And all those words kind of came up. Mm. 
like I wanted security, but then I had to redefine what security was for me. And I yeah. thought security, I, I thought I was going to find security in money, but really it wasn't, you know? Yeah. And then love, that's obviously always on the back burner or forefront, mm-hmm. my subconscious mind. Um, power, I think is the one that I'm not like too driven by, but I do want to feel like I have some sort of control over mm-hmm. my life. Excitement, obviously, because I feel like that's what you f- you find the thrill yeah. of life. Um, but I think in this current mindset, I'm kind of feeling pretty satisfied all the way around in all those genres, except for love. Mm. So I would say love is a purpose that I'm looking to explore and expand. Okay. Um, yeah, because I feel like there's like three types of love that I need to kind of dive into falling in love with myself. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't love myself, but really understanding who I am and really going forward. Cause I think once I tap into like who I am, things will get better in my life. Like this podcast or, right. you know, job success or whatever. Like I'm not chasing anything outside of my internal extent, mm-hmm. I think is a good place to start. Um, and then relationships with friends, mm-hmm. like saying, I just wish we hung out because mm-hmm. I enjoy your presence. I don't say stuff like that. And I don't say how important people are to me. And I need to like, remember that because like, even though I might not, might not think like people need to hear that. Right. I think people need to hear that, you okay. know? Um, and then also finding love as in like a committed relationship mm-hmm. as well. I think that's big for you right now. I agree. Yeah. You bring um, it up often. Because I need someone to like pay half of my mortgage. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> There's that logic mind. <laughs> I would call out Kyle, but he doesn't listen. <laughs> Kyle doesn't listen. And also, I don't want to date Kyle. But um, he d- I do want his money. That would be nice. Do you know I almost sent him a Venmo request today for $19,000? <laughs> you should have. That's good. But then I got scared I couldn't cancel it, so I didn't. Could you imagine he actually accepted it? <laughs> would you send it back? Hell no. <laughs> Actually, what I told Miles, I was like, from here on out, anytime I have to Venmo someone, I'm going to be like, just Venmo request Kyle Weinstock <laughs> for X amount of money. That's so funny. Um, I would say love above all of those mm. right now is what I'm striving for most because... Do you not have love in your life right now? I do. I'm, ew. I'm finding love within myself mostly, and that's been most important for me. But that's been like a journey of like over a year and a half now. Mm. But I personally feel like all of those other words for me come from love. Mm. I find a lot of security within my life in knowing that like even tonight in our conversation, I was mentioning how or I actually I thought about this. I was happiest. I was happier at Disney making nine dollars an hour than being a flight attendant making like so much more than that. Mm hmm. Because I was surrounded by love all the time. Mm-hmm. And I loved what I did. And I just loved the people who I was with all the time doing it. And even if I wasn't fully aware of whether or not I loved myself, I still felt so fulfilled and wrapped in love every day. Right. Yeah. And I felt like I was accomplishing a lot. Like, I mean, maybe this is just because I was from like the Midwest and I was dancing at Disneyland, which was like a big deal mm-hmm. then, you know? Um, that was like accomplishment and I felt like I was growing because mm. of the friends around me, mm-hmm. which is like knowledge. Um, yeah. So like love would be like most important to me. Well, we're on the same or journey is. then. Yeah. 
I think that wraps up 10 questions. That's it. Hopefully this episode wasn't boring. It's kind of a throwaway episode, but sometimes these throwaway episodes are everyone's favorite. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> if it's background noise, at least it's background noise that you can like somewhat tune into, right? I hope you got your whole house clean, Corey Stoner. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's always like, I listen to you in the car, or they're like, I listen to you and I just play play you while I'm cleaning my house. I'm like, <laughs> cute. Yeah. But let's wrap up this episode. Okay. in this week um this popped in my head because i literally didn't have an in season until i started recording but i feel like this goes back to when i said at the beginning of the episode um would you rather not be able to hear music or watch a movie Mm. and this is going to be music for me um but i always am looking for music that creates a mood or a vibe right um so you're gonna say christmas music no hell no (laughs) but I, i i love music because I hardly ever listen to lyrics. Like, honestly, if songs didn't have lyrics, I don't really care. That's so crazy to me. I know. But to me, I feel like the way someone pieces together music yeah. as far as, like, sounds and what they hear, that to me is the bigger story. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when when you hear lyrics, they're telling you a story rather than, like, you creating a story. Yeah. And when I'm, like, listening to playlists um, around the house, like, I just got a free Google Home. <laughs> And I'll always put on... Don't say that because it might turn on. It did. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. But um, I'll say, like, the most beautiful songs in the world playlist. Mm. And half those words... Or half those songs don't have words. But it's just, like, so soothing. Mm -hmm. But this... This... This um, song that I'm about to say, like, creates so much internal, like, magic. I know Mm. that sounds so random. But, like, I, like, gave it to my brother, and he was like, holy shit, this song. Mm. And, like, I um, gave it to my friend Leanna, who listened to it. And I was like, I, for some reason, feel like you can create something for your kids in the dance okay. world. And then also my, obviously, Jen. I was like, Jen, listen to this song. And we heard it, and it was just like, holy shit. And this song literally takes you on a ride. Because okay. it starts really ominous and slow, and then it, like, builds up. And then halfway through, lyrics do kick in. But the lyrics are, like, almost like a gospel spoken mm. word. And it's just so magical, but it's not religious at all. I don't know. It literally is transformative. If you listen to the song, please listen to it on something extremely loud and extremely, like, clear. So, like, in your car, if your car has good speakers or if you have good headphones, like, listen to this song. But it's called... um, I don't even know what it's called. (laughs) Um, It's called... It's by Big Wild. What is that? I don't know. I didn't mean that. Oh, my God. You're ruining my end season. (laughs) just kidding but it is i know it's by big wild but um i don't i just want to say the correct um song title because is it six to nines oops no but that's a good one too when i get there nope show me show me because i knew that was the next one on the list <laughs> i know it's show me do you want to um, play some of it i didn't right know now? if it was show me love you've got to show but me love big wild big wild all his all his fucking songs are moods like just okay. straight up moods and every single one is like different like astro bounce banger okay, okay venice uh venice venture banger okay <laughs> six sixes to nines banger but this one show me 
Just play it. Show me by Big Mike. Not you. Oh. Just I was going to right now. Not you. Listeners. Do you want to play a clip? No. Okay. I want them to experience it on their own, okay. honestly. It's like transformative. So show me by Big Wild. All right. Cute. Your in season? My in season is tattoos. Okay. I'm like uh, really wanting to get one. Like I've had this idea in my head for about a year now, actually. And I feel like that's a long enough time for me to feel like I would be able to commit to actually getting it. Um, but I've started looking up like tattoo artists in New York and reading articles about, cause I want, um, I think I've talked about this, but I don't want it in black ink. I want more of like a brownish tone. Mm-hmm. And people were saying they have to use red ink to get that. And some people react really badly to red ink. So like, that's something I would have to like consider, but yeah, I'm just like excited. Do you to want to explain what the tattoo is? Have I not said it? I don't think so. You always talk about it, but you never really explain it because you're like, oh. oh, it's the tattoo I talked to. I'd rather wait until I get it to talk about it. Oh my God. Here we go with vagueness again. No. No. I don't want anyone stealing my idea. Ain't nobody trying to steal your Everyone's going to try and have this. No. I know it. No. It is a really good idea. I do Thank support you. you doing it, but also like get over yourself, bitch. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, hopefully this um, episode was not completely a waste of time for you. But if it was, thank you for listening to this (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want to reach out to us, you can DM us on Instagram at fruitsnackspod. And you can email us through Gmail at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And if you want to do us a favor, um, just write into us. Ask us any question. Mm-hmm. Answer any questions that we've given. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, start sending us your ideas for season two. Season because we're wrapping up season one very shortly, and uh, we want to know what you want to hear and or see next season. And maybe like talk to us about things that you liked throughout this um, year, just so we know what to reoccur in the next year. And if not, we'll cancel it. If you're like, <laughs> I really hated this, or I really hated that. Like, oh, I thought you meant the podcast. No, cancel the podcast, <laughs> but cancel like what's going on. Like, if you're like, I don't like the host Shane; he's really boring. Mm. Find a new host. I can find a new host. Yeah. So don't you guys worry. Like, it's yeah. not even a big. But deal. no one else would look as good in a pineapple. Just so you're aware. Yeah, we'll just get rid of the pineapple. There's plenty of fruit flavors. To You've already from. branded too much. You no. can't get rid of me. New season, new me. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. We'll catch you next week on Fruit Snacks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. All right, so for this episode, we have one fruit fact to fact check, and that is when we mentioned Saturn returning back to the place it began. Um, That is every 27 to 29 years. That's why people say that when they turn 30, they learn all these life lessons, because Saturn returning back home is a representation of um, just reflecting and understanding where you've come from and where you're at and where you're going. And it's just like when people decide, not decide, but come to realization that um, they are in a better place and they know now where to go from here. Um, this is all based, this, this finding is based off of women's health magazine, but there are plenty of articles about Saturn returning. And, um, if you are interested in music, Nao, her album is called the return of Saturn. And it's just kind of like life lessons about love, which is a great, um, album to check out. But again, 27 to 29 years, Saturn returns from when you were born, As always, thank you guys so much for listening to Fruit Snacks, and we will catch you next week.